Hello everybody, welcome to the most recent and probably your new favorite podcast about motorsports. This is Azulvlan. Good morning, good afternoon, and why not good evening? Here we are again, back on track. We are as of Lent. And we are back after almost a month because we had a very, a very special and a very intense two finals, at least, races in the F1 Championship. Sorry, my friends, I'm really nervous. I don't know how we could deal with this. I'm speaking to my friend, my partner, the main wheel of this little project there in the beautiful Lisbon, Cascais. Here I am, Jean Barata, and here we are ready to discuss these two last events that were full, full of controversy and not so usual and maybe not right decisions made by various entities, we could say. <laughs> Absolutely. Wow. Sorry, I'm going to introduce myself. Um, my name is Diego. I am from Buenos Aires, Argentina. I am trying to be your guest <laughs> as mm -hmm. uh, the two years we have been here trying to do every review of every race of the F1 championship, the FA championship and the MotoGP championship. Okay, okay, Joao, let's go. So how do we start? Well, that's a very good question, but I think we can start by saying that this was probably the most intense end of the championship. At, uh, I don't know if I can say that ever regarding Formula One, but at least that I ever saw it was. Mm -hmm. If it was the most dramatic ever, I didn't see them all, <laughs> but uh, from the ones I saw, uh, yeah, this was the, the most amazing, dramatic, controversial, emotional, and uh, with the most fierce and unbelievable regarding skill drivers I've seen. They, both Lewis Hamilton and Verstappen, were clearly on a, a level that I think no one could, could get them. Even we have uh, another very good driver like Charles Leclerc. Maybe George Russell next year can, can be a challenge to Hamilton. But this year, they were a step ahead of everyone. Mentally, also, psychologically, they were very, very strong. And this part, well, Lewis has reasons to be like that because he's, he has the experience. He's a seven-time uh, seven world champion. But uh, Max Verstappen, who is younger than me, which is interesting, <laughs> uh, showed... <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to happen more and more often. <laughs> more and more. Yeah. He showed the uh, incredible maturity uh, psychologically. Yeah, they were both pushing each other really hard, racing really hard, and it was so intense that I think the conclusion we can say is that Formula One regulations, race director, and stewards are not prepared for such mm -hmm. an intense uh, fight, mm -hmm. and so we I have to make agree. some changes. Mm -hmm. I absolutely agree. I don't know if we agree because uh, we don't speak about uh, about that usually. But perhaps Michael Masi wasn't ready for the task. Perhaps the Formula One wasn't preparing during all these years. Uh, successor is that the word? Yeah, a yeah, the, the succession of uh, Charlie Whiting. Uh huh. Yeah. Mm -hmm. We missed him a lot. We missed him enormously. Oh, or uh, maybe even yeah. they should... He had so many uh, responsibilities that maybe there would not be like just one guy replacing him. Maybe 
they should have three because Michael Mazzi is also the guy that goes to tracks, checks things for safety, goes to various locations that want to have the Formula One to see the conditions, does that for Formula Two also. So it's a lot of things that maybe should be more distributed. I agree. There was only, and there will be, and only uh, Charlie Whiting, and there's no way to replace him. Perhaps a, a whole team mm, mm -hmm. could do a better work. So, we are like running our tail, mm, and nah. we are not going to the bone. It will be hard, I know, but I would like to start speaking about the quality session at... Saudi Arabia? Yeah, thank okay. you. And the superb drive. Mark Bestarren, that lab that um, <laughs> that finally could uh, end in the magnificent way he was driving. Well, I I think that lab that unfortunately didn't end the, in the best way <laughs> for him. Mm -hmm. But still, it was the um, lap of the year for me. Oh, because there you saw a guy pushing the limits. Where because it's not as we know it. It's not um, a track with well. You have the walls right there. So mm -hmm. you can push like in other tracks and if you go wide, yeah, it's everything is fine. You saw a guy pushing, pushing and getting the most of the car and he was so close to the walls, even on the first or second corner because they, yeah. they are like mm -hmm. uh, two. Um, he, he almost scratched there and I said, oh my God, see, he lost some time there for sure. I know he was so quick. If he had finished that lap, he would have put one second or one in a tenth in Sergio Perez, mm -hmm. which would be like... <laughs> so I think that was a magnificent lap that was, well, not a complete lap, but an mm -hmm. incredible performance. And well, but in in the race we saw that even if he had started from pole, I think he would be a, an easy catch for Lewis, as it happened. When we were watching the race, I thought that it was just seemed like a matter of time or what. Quick, mm -hmm. Quicker or later, he would get him. No? Mm -hmm. Absolutely, it was going to happen. But it was so dramatic. It was so intense. We all knew that that lap could end at any corner. But he was uh, pushing beyond the limit, Carlos. I think he was doing it as a champion. He was saying, "I want to be." <laughs> <laughs> F1 2021 champion, and I want yeah. to be as soon as possible. Um, uh, in a way, um, I think because of this kind of uh, issues, um, it was the hardest uh, championship um, Lewis Hamilton had to um, fight for. Mm? Mm -hmm. Even knowing, even knowing that the result, even knowing that he he lost, um, I think it was extremely hard for him. Um, extremely hard, and, and and also because um, as we saw during the year, Verstappen, which was like a cold as as a rock, or co or mm -hmm. hard as a rock, mm -hmm. hard as a rock, yeah, um, and. Um, the way he fights on the track, I don't know how Lewis could maintain his head so calm because he's very tough to to race against a guy that is always always on the edge. He, he, he just he, he is like um, saying that kind of thing that it's I will do this and if you don't back off we'll crash. Mm -hmm. He leaves for the other guy to decide 
if they will crash or not and that must be exhaustive uh, mm -hmm. like the whole season like that and uh, I, I think it's uh, a proof of the psychological uh, capacity of Lewis also that he could maintain his calm and not lose his head and yeah I think uh, perhaps he tasted some of his own um, um, poison. Do you remember how how he um, mentally destroyed Rosberg, for example? Mm -hmm. Yeah, in the, those first years. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, but this was extremely hard i think uh, this lab we were speaking about was uh, a kind of um, review of the whole max uh, season he was pushing he was uh, um, going to the extremes every every race and pushing Luis to the best Luis we have uh, we have seen um, mm -hmm. Yeah, I, I think I, I'm speaking about the whole season in general. Yeah. And, um, even uh, thinking about this, uh, um, these Arabian races, I don't know, in the Middle East, uh, that were very special because of the tracks. I think uh, mm -hmm. the, it would have been better races, perhaps, in other in classical tracks. Uh, we will never know, but perhaps we we wouldn't we haven't uh, well perhaps there they were there there weren't um, so many or, or this kind of problems uh, we are going to review I think mm -hmm. um, yeah. And um, maybe all right, especially the, that Saudi Arabia track. I think it's uh, it's very prone to having some some issues. Um, there and even maybe safety wise, it's not the the best thing to have uh, walls uh, and cars going around in blind corners at 300 and mm -hmm. uh, something kilometers per hour. Well, for me, it's okay, but if if some crash happens it's it's not the best uh, even though the cars are very safe um and those barriers are uh, those tech pro barriers are also uh, uh, amazing absolutely it made me think about american racing um i thought about the necessity of having spotters do you, mm. do you know that guys that uh, yeah. are speaking to the uh, driver all time uh, <laughs> and saying what is going to happen next uh, ne next corner hmm? yeah um, but uh, it was an interesting race um, besides uh, what we are saying <laughs> that uh, I completely agree with you uh, it was a, a very intense race because uh, it put both uh, top drivers in the same level yeah and uh, going on to I think we can start discussing the 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 bad things <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, the, yeah. the bad deci decisions I think we can start by 
what the race regulations could change regarding fighting on the track. Because the consistency we saw, and for instance in Saudi Arabia, we saw that uh, when Max was on the outside of Lewis and he had no room to go and he cut the track, then he was they asked him <laughs> to mm -hmm. give back the position. But then in the last race, the opposite happened and there was not the same call. And we say, and we 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 not we say, but we know that it's the general rule in racing and in motorsports that the guy on the inside has a corner. And yeah. so even if Max made a lunge from back there, he was on the inside and he didn't go off track in Abu Dhabi. He just pushed Lewis wide, but Lewis went wide and gained an advantage in track position because mm -hmm. he would have lost a position. So I think that's a point. And we can say also about Brazil when Max was not investigated, when we went off track. Maybe just, I think things have to be more clear and not be so, there's no investigation there, there's an investigation and they have to give back the position in another situation. So it's a little bit strange because I think that mm -hmm. one in Brazil, well, Max gained an advantage by going outside. He just kept his position by going outside of the track and pushing Hamilton outside of the track. So he should somehow maybe give it back. But it's very difficult. And that's why I was saying in the beginning that It's so intense, this, the, the fights they had in the, this season, that sporting regulations that seem to deal with everything pretty much fairly are not so right anymore. And mm -hmm. even though we like to oh, just let them race and, don't, and we don't like to have penalties, well, maybe this show that sometimes they are necessary, but they need to be consistently applied. I think we all need to recover the, the old school uh, tracks that had grass that had gravel uh, oh yeah it was uh, dangerous to push beyond the limit so drivers took care they were less they had a less dangerous driving this time in order to keep the the cars in in track or in racing or not, not to lose in order not to lose them during the race we we, we have more and more asphalt on around uh, the many corners and mm -hmm. that uh, opens the possibility to yeah. some exaggeration mm -hmm. absolutely in other times the regulations didn't need to evaluate certain kind of circumstances because it wasn't impossible to happen something like, like what you described but yeah imagine in brazil if there was a gravel on that outside of the circuit Max basically would have put himself and Lewis on the gravel, so we would be penalized for sure, mm -hmm. like for for uh, causing a, an incident or something like that. And in Abu mm -hmm. Dhabi, Lewis couldn't cut the corner like that because if he had gravel there, he would just lost so many times. But yeah, so mm -hmm. it's, uh, that's a point, of course. But I think they are not very keen on that. <laughs> yeah, but I agree that this year uh, it was very clear that the regulations got old mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. that they were made for other kind of tracks and other kind of cars <laughs> another kind of driving mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and perhaps we had a great championship because of that old regulations but in order to be or to have a more fair championship they need to change yeah then there is another issue that i would like to discuss there is the <laughs> the drs line and what that hmm? can make happen. 
because mm, that, what's uh, an issue? <laughs> that incident between Max and Lewis was nothing more than both of them didn't want to not get the DRS and also mm-hmm. maybe a lack of communication. But but I think Lewis was aware of what was going on because they say that uh, Michael Masi ordered Red Bull to for Max to give the position, so Max gave the position, but Mercedes were not fully aware. But I think Lewis, when he sees Max decelerating, and you see that there's like five or six seconds of a pretty clear deceleration without the brakes and just downshifting, mm-hmm. and Lewis could have gone to the left, but he chose to stay behind. I think the only possible reason for that is I don't want to be ahead in the DRS line because the guy will then overtake me back. Mm-hmm. That's the only logical explanation I had. Because if you see a guy decelerate in the front of you, you just overtake. You go around Absolutely. and you overtake. Mm-hmm. But Lewis knew that Max cut the corner and then that probably was instructed to give the position back. So he didn't want to be behind the DRS and Max also. And I think that Max then just had like the, that brake test was like a reflex because if you see the onboard camera, it's very interesting because he downshifts, he looks at the mirror, you see that Lewis didn't pass him yet. Mm-hmm. And then just before the DRS uh, line, he breaks. It was. I think it was like, oh shit, the DRS is there, uh, the DRS <laughs> line is there, and Lewis didn't overtake me yet. So yes, it's just so. like a reflex, <laughs> bam. <laughs> and well, yeah, shit happened then. And I, I think it's incredible how that front wing um, didn't absolutely got destroyed. Didn't mm-hmm. got absolutely destroyed. Uh, and also Max Tire mm, survived. Yeah. It was very strange. It was like Max gambling and Lewis gambling on the gamble. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. And so, if if they could uh, completely stop there, <laughs> I think you cannot. Uh, speaking about the max, you cannot gamble on that kind of thing. So you've got to return the position. Okay. Yeah. So you got. You don't have to wait to the best place for you. No, they should just. Yeah. They should like cut the DRS when in those situations. Absolutely. Yeah, uh, you don't have the, you don't have the, even the policy to, to use it. Yeah, mm-hmm. just like that. He would have given the position and he, he couldn't have the DRS and problem solved. Mm-hmm. Or perhaps the same situation as if you were under blue flags, you get to give your position. You get to mm-hmm. let the, the other driver pass and overtake. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah totally agree. We, what else? We had a few more things, I think. Well, the, I think Saudi Arabia is pretty much, and, and that first lap incident in Abu Dhabi, uh, we, we talked about it. Now we have the main event, which was that those five last laps of... Um... <laughs> we go directly to yeah. those five laps, yeah. more of the race. I think I was texting you during the race. And... He, the race was boring. Something. <laughs> I, I, I am boring. This is totally anticlimactic. Yeah. <laughs> something yeah. Like it made me laugh. Um, well, first of all, we saw Checo Perez doing a great work to help him, uh, oh. Max Verstappen, and being a kind of factotum in what happened finally during those final five laps, and was completely amazing. I think for a few seconds. He wasn't Checo anymore. He was super uh, Checo. <laughs> he was like a Latin Max. <laughs> I didn't know he could do something like that. He put in trouble for Louis. Uh, it was the, the, the first. Uh, why Perez is the reason why Lewis didn't add a safe distance to make mm-hmm. a pit stop, and that's mm-hmm. like all Checo, 
all the credit for check. He paid the check <laughs> with those actions. Hmm? Yeah. Uh, sorry, finally, uh, Checo didn't finish the race. No, he didn't. Yeah. Why? He, Do you know? He had some issues, and uh, they said they were afraid that he would extend the safety car by being stopped on track. If he stopped on yeah. track with an issue, and they would have to clear the car and everything. So, yeah, they just send him in, and no more safety car. <laughs> mm -hmm. So sad. Mm. You know that for a few minutes I had fear about having another crash gate or something like that. It would have been very obvious, but I had fear. Imagine um, if that car, instead of Latifi, was Tsunoda. Oh! Oof. Mm. No, no. We still were arguing mm, about yeah. that. And, well, but you wanted to go directly to those uh, five mm -hmm. laps. Mm? How do you yeah. think, I will ask a question, how do you think it would be the best and most fair procedure for when there is a crash in the final five laps or in the final six laps or whatever? What do you think it would be the best procedure to be applied? Red flag. Yeah, red the flag. Well, I think they should write that in the regulations, like maybe eight laps, I think it's enough. Ten, I think it's two more. It's just in ten laps you can clear the track and get some racing action. Not, not. I think it's not necessary to extend the rule so much, but like, <laughs> if we have a crash eight laps before the end of the race, it, we red flag the race and it's equal for everybody and we do a proper start and yeah, that's it. And there would be no issue. We had the show. That's what they and what we want. We don't want to end the race in second car. You have the show and you have the fairness or at least not the most fair available situation. Because if you, like Leo, he had a, an extended lead and then you would have to start with uh, Max really close to him. But, well, that's racing, that's, that's life, <laughs> really. Uh, but I think it would be the most fair situation, for sure. Absolutely. I think in another situation, that race would have finished with second car. But after this championship, so intense, it was impossible. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. We all were waiting for a full throttle mm -hmm. final lap. The championship deserved that final lap. Yes, I think the it's like the intentions of Mazi were good, but the way, that was not the way. And I think I don't understand because at least I, I watched the like five or six more times those last five laps and it seems at least on tv that he had made more than enough time to do things correctly because it's on the do you know where latifi was the car when he crashed like it's just three or four turns before the finish line mm -hmm. yeah and it was very close to a rescue point uh, yeah mm -hmm. and in lap 55 you can go and watch the race and in lap 55 mm -hmm. prior to the cars passing on uh, passing latifi crash mm -hmm. point Latifi's car is already being towed to the outside of the circuit. The, the, the crane is, is uh, taking it's out moving. the... Yeah. yeah. Uh, so, I don't understand why there was that hesitation of sending the message of the lapped cars will not overtake. Because he could have given the order for them to overtake on lap 56. And then the safety car would leave in lap 57. And it was all okay. But that hesitation of now left cars will not overtake and then understanding, oh, but maybe we still have time for that. If that all messed up and just let five of them between Max and these. And yeah, that messed it up. That completely messes it up because it's supposed to be or all of them or none of them. You don't get just a few mm -hmm. selected ones. <laughs> That's guaranteed there will be a spectacular final lap. Mm -hmm. 
But maybe I, I, I don't know if yeah. that was best for Lewis because if he had done things correctly and on lap 56, lap cars may overtake. On lap 57, the safety car would get out of the way on the end of lap 57. I don't know if Carlos Sainz wouldn't uh, also overtake Lewis because he was with two soft tires. Also. Mm -hmm. Well, because of the fight with Checo Perez, Hamilton's tires were not completely, but a little bit destroyed. Yeah, yeah. I was remembering that when I saw Latifi's car already crashed, mm -hmm. I I looked for my cell phone and sent an audio message, sorry, saying, safety car! <laughs> I didn't know, uh, I was expecting, uh, I think you also, I was expecting nothing else from this race. And all happened during those laps. I was uh, reading during the week, I'm supposing you have already read it also, that team's directors are will be not allowed to speak with race director during the races because of what happened. I think it makes all sense uh, and it's a very welcome measure. It just it should have been decided some time ago. Mm -hmm. I think team uh, principals and race director they, they were like negotiating all time. You know, yeah. please uh, don't uh, deploy a safety car. No, we're talking. Maybe that's one of the reasons why. He was not so quick and swift making the right decisions on that last part of the race because he has two parrots. Perhaps it's just an idea, but I think if Charlie Whiting uh, were still as race director, working as race director, it wouldn't have been possible to negotiate with him. Hmm. It should be a one a one way channel, not a two way channel. Mm hmm. Huh? Mm -hmm. Yeah, good point. Uh, the, the race director instructs teams what to do, but teams don't instruct the race director on what he has to do. That's, that's the thing. But yeah, in conclusion, I think... Oh, and one more thing. What do you think about Mercedes' call of not pitting Lewis? I think Hamilton had a clear idea of what needed. I think that he knew because of those circumstances it was going to be very, very hard to keep the first position but he was sure he could overtake Verstappen using new tires. And Mercedes was sure that there was not going to be a restart. There was not going to be a possibility for those cars, those four four cars, four or five cars that were yeah, between Hamilton yeah. to, to overtake safety car. So they were so sure about that, that they didn't worry about changing tires. Okay, man. Stay there, stay there, we we must keep first position. That is all you need. If you come here, if you pit now, you'll lose first position. We cannot allow that. Stay there. And I do think Hampton was sure that that was not going to happen. And do you think that if um, Max, uh, first Max said, newer are tired than Lewis, Lewis ones were much taller. And if Lewis had pitted, Max wouldn't. So, the question is, do you think Hamilton would have been able to overtake Max if he was second? Yeah, I'm sure. I'm do you sure. think, uh, I think that maybe Max would go for like all or nothing? Perhaps, perhaps, I didn't know. We were all focusing on them, so yeah. I don't know. I think Lewis showed a, a better performance in all orders during the weekend. And no, I'm uh, just saying that he would be just like very, very aggressive to the point that he will not overtake me. Mm, or I don't know. Uh, Shumi style. 
I don't know. No, not really. Shumi style, because that was on purpose. <laughs> it's different. It's like, that was like deliberately on purpose. What I think Max would do is like, I have to break after Lewis, and that would end in a crash. Mm -hmm. He would defend the inside, Lewis would try to go to the outside. Mm, it would not, I think it would be difficult. If we, if we had had more laps, I mean, two or three laps, to put pressure on that leading Verstappen with Lewis having fresh tires wouldn't have been necessary. Perhaps, I don't know. If we were speaking about a one lap fight, yeah, you are right. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm, but I, I'm thinking about that, like, what happened between Max and Lewis, but reversed? Yeah? In this situation, in this, yeah. exactly this same situation, I think Hamilton could deal with him pushing to produce first up an error, mm, yeah. trying to avoid the possibility of uh, of a crash. Right now, they are all yeah. <laughs> yeah, and he had also the a little bit more speed, like top speed advantage, which helped mm -hmm. uh, because there was no DRS in that. That that was my, not luck. The luck was of the situation, mm -hmm. all in all. But if there was DRS, I don't know if Lewis. Uh, I think Lewis maybe could have overtake over to uh, overtake him back. Uh, mm -hmm. Yeah, and and it's also interesting because this was a very lucky situation. But I think if we look at the championship objectively, Mark only had bad luck during the season, and it was like a karma. Maybe it seems a karma <laughs> thing because we had Baku twenty-five point gone. We had Budapest, Bottas bowling. <laughs> Mm -hmm. oh, yeah. uh, we had, well, in Silverstone, we know that it was a 50-50, but mm. Lewis ended up winning the race and Max out, so it's uh, unfortunate for him because maybe mm -hmm. they could have stayed the two on track or gone or, or crashed like in Monza. So yeah, oh, and, and that one in Imola, I think that is the, but that was for Lewis, the Imola situation, when Lewis got one lap behind the leader and then red flag. Oh, yes. Uh, so, Max was not lucky all season, but when it was the right moment to have all the luck. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> all together. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. It was accumulating like bad luck credit. Uh, <laughs> Absolutely. What the championship, Joao? We have uh, been uh, witnesses of a yeah. great championship. And we had reviewed it all in our little podcast. And it was great to review, to analyze, to, to give our opinions really it was a great championship to see to suffer to, to to enjoy and watch out because Lewis when he loses a championship he returns with even more stronger it usually absolutely happens. so he's watch out next year mm -hmm. he's going for the eighth yeah i'm we, sure well mercedes has to deliver the car we know it will be also an exciting year because of the new regulations and all of that and maybe we see some changes in the team's standings or usual performances, but uh, yeah, do you have do you have any bets for our mm, next? You know, my heart is a little bit red, especially in, in these years. So yeah. I would like, but I'm not sure about Charles. Perhaps the guy is Carlos. I don't know. I think it, it Charles said like like Verstappen. He was not lucky throughout the season. I'm not undermining uh, Carlos' season because first season in a team, new car, he did a terrific job. Terrific. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. But, I, but I think that Charles, in uh, normal conditions, would have ended up much, with more points than him. He did, I think, more impressive performances. 
But the thing is that Carlos is very, 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 but very, very consistent. And he, he seems to get, every time he gets 100% of, not the car, maybe the car also, but of the weekend. Like, mm -hmm. always, always, always. So, yeah. It will be, if they have a card to fight for the championship, I would bet that Charles would win, but it would not be easy. It would not mm -hmm. be He would not like be Hamilton Bottas situation. Not, not at all. Yeah, no, not at all. Not at all. Or Verstappen Perez. Not at all. Mm -hmm. I was thinking about Alonso Hamilton. Mm. Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it will be yes. interesting also Hamilton Russ. Oh yes, I'm really wanting to see it. Because at least in qualifying, I think Hamilton will have to. Ooh. <laughs> Because <laughs> Mr. Saturday. <laughs> Is Mr. Saturday? Mr. Saturday. <laughs> well, if he if he got that Williams in Q3, <laughs> what he will do with Mercedes? <laughs> I am speaking about Russell. He needs to evolve in racing work mm -hmm. in, during the Sunday work. Yeah. So still, we have got a lot of discussions. We've got a lot of opinions to give. Mm? Mm -hmm. Such an ear we've got in front. Mm? Yeah. And we'll be there. Mm, For uh, sure. Reviewing and speaking about the new regulations, uh, we have our specialists and <laughs> we are going to be really updated next year about this whole new era in, in Formula One. Mm, of course, and we hope it will be a good one. Those first years of regulation sometimes are not what people expect because there is a team or two teams that get ahead of the others, like by far. Mm -hmm. uh, do you remember Brown? <laughs> we'll yeah. see. Uh, mm -hmm. We'll see what what happens. But it would be if one if uh, something like that happened happened like uh, I don't know like uh, Alpine or uh, Aston Martin pu pulling pulling something uh, like Sirius. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah, it would be it would be very very fun to watch for sure. Absolutely, Joao. Wow. Oh. Absolutely. Okay, can we say goodbye for today? Of course, we can say goodbye. And we will see you next year. year. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We'll yeah. see you next year. Uh, Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. Happy New Year. <laughs> bye bye. Okay. Bye bye. See you. See you.